Hi guys, it's Dr. Cassie. Welcome to this four-part series sponsored by Hills Pet Nutrition as we explore leveraging your power as a veterinary technician. This series is crafted with the modern veterinary technician in mind, the technician that's an active and integral part of today's successful veterinary practices. I'm excited to share with you some dynamic speakers in this program and about the opportunity for you to learn how you can influence your practice culture through personal leadership, nutritional knowledge, and client communication. We have a great podcast in store for you today titled Leading Without Ownership, or as my guest likes to say, not my circus, not my monkeys, with registered veterinary technician Becky Mosser. Now, I don't know about you guys, but in my own clinical experience, I've seen the value of being empowered and empowering other team members to take on leadership roles. To be able to communicate, delegate, and problem solve as a team with the common vision of the practice in mind really helps elevate the entire team. In today's podcast, our guest will discuss ways in which to empower team members and allow them to take on leadership roles with the goal of developing a more productive and cohesive team. With that, let me turn it over to our guest to tell us a little bit more about herself and dive into her topic. I am so excited to be your guest host today when it comes to leading without ownership. When I think about this concept in particular, and I was thinking about this podcast and and outlining it, I found myself thinking about the fact that the majority of veterinary technicians will not actually probably own a practice in their lifetime. And more and more veterinarians may find that to be the case themselves. I know a lot of my colleagues out there on the veterinary side are questioning ownership more and more and and feeling more secure in not making that necessarily a lifetime goal or a professional goal for them. And, you know, it doesn't mean that within the clinic you can't be a leader or or embrace leadership just because you are not an owner, but it can often be a fine line between how you go about leadership processes and maybe as much autonomy as you have within the clinic to create leadership and to create change. For technicians, honestly, legally, in most places, they won't be able to be clinic owners. However, many technicians will end up leaders within their practice at some point in their career. And honestly, they hold a middle management position. In a lot of cases, they're there to meet the needs of their superiors while inspiring and engaging and then navigating the relationships with those within the clinic under their direction. These technicians and support staff members, and even oftentimes veterinarians, end up in leadership with little to no training. They don't have time or the experience or the the benefit of strategic planning or even good communication about how meeting the vision of the owner and the staff meet, as well as why leadership and management within the clinic is important. We need to cultivate leaders. It's not only important, but it is absolutely essential to have leadership on all levels in a healthy, prosperous practice. Developing and engaging staff members within a clinic is not always easy, especially if you're starting off from a place where maybe there's an unhealthy culture currently. But with patience and with intention 
and, and honestly, even research and education, you can develop that unicorn clinic that you hear about, that unicorn team that you're driving for. And hopefully this podcast series is going to help you. In this episode, we focus on what causes employees to disengage or avoid leadership and how to turn that around and create awesome team contributors and the future of our profession. And, and that's even individually for you if you find yourself possibly disengaged or even if you're not, but you don't know exactly how to step into leadership and where that fits in again, maybe if you don't have the autonomy you feel you should have because you are not a practice owner. We're going to look at the things that we can maybe implement individually and within the clinic to create that feeling of leadership and to help elevate every team member to find out their strengths and to put them in a position for success. So some of the things we want to look at first off are are some of the things that maybe disengage or hamper an individual's drive to become a leader within the clinic. Maybe they feel detached from the clinic or they don't want to strive for further engagement or further growth within a clinic for various reasons. And, and, and one of those, honestly, and I say it so many times, you know, a major factor working against co- this cultivation is clinic culture. In so many clinics, we, we actually see shame or blame in uh, and, and anger as factors in communication and being able to ask questions or make mistakes is not safe within the clinic and within the clinic culture. And if team members don't have true trust within themselves and within their team members for that, when this is the case, we often find team members, they're not going to try. They don't want to be set up for embarrassment or shame. And so they don't step up to the plate. They don't feel comfortable to make mistakes. Now it sounds silly, right? Okay, we work in the medical industry, and so how can we afford mistakes? Well, with good training, with good SOPs, with good education and great communication, we can understand the lines between making mistakes because we're implementing new practices, making mistakes because there is room to learn, and breaking rules, breaking SOPs. Do we see holes in training or communication when things are not followed through in a way that a patient is affected or a client's visit is effective. In general, if we have team members who are not completing or closing a loop, this is because of a type of protocol underlying issue that we're having or an SOP underlying issue that we have or a gap in training. We need to identify these issues and empower our team members to identify holes in training, holes in daily processes. We need to identify times when there is something not acting in a flow that is cohesive and conducive to a happy, healthy team and to a profitable clinic. And team members need to be comfortable and safe to step up and say, what if we did this? And what if we tried that? Again, if they're met with shame or blame or anger or any kind of negative reactions, they're going to be discouraged. And these team members are going to quickly detach and they're not going to feel as though they can elevate within the clinic. And if this is a clinic culture you find yourself in, you know, we challenge you to go out and find a culture that is more encouraging and more conducive to a learning environment and to elevate yourself personally and professionally. So when there's an open communication and when people are met with understanding and solution focused mindsets, they find themselves in a safe place. Again, when we have the tools in place to empower them, we find ourselves in a culture that is effective and that finds solutions that increase profitability, efficacy, and at the end of the day, patient care. And that's why we're here. 
Another major contributor to employee disengage, disengagement is feeling unheard or as though their thoughts and opinions are not of value. So while it may not be a place of shame or blame, if we have ideas or if we have suggestions within our clinic and there are thoughts and opinions to be considered, but we don't find ourselves feeling that they are being heard, it's no different than a large family. We're going to find conflict within the staff members in competition. We're going to find disengagement. Everyone in the family belongs and so do their thoughts and ideas. It's not possible to implement every single one of them, but when we know that it's not only safe to make suggestions, but we do know that we try processes and reevaluate the effectiveness or lack thereof sometimes, team members see the wheels turning within a cog. They know that they are important and that any one of them is going to be in place in an important time when they're needed, but their ability to turn together keeps training, the wheels on track, and the wheels turning. It's an important idea to possess within all of your team members, asking their opinions and truly listening, valuing them, having reflective listening, and making the changes within the clinic or maybe even within yourself as team members or managers or future leaders that will help them feel you really did hear them, that it's a safe place to make these suggestions. We have all these minds working together and putting their best foot forward. You are going to find yourself a flourishing clinic that problem solves quickly and effectively with outstanding communication. As an individual, your ability to express these thoughts and opinions is going to help you grow into your leadership role. Really, when we think about having a great culture, once we've grown one within our clinic, we have a trusting environment that has everyone excited to come to the plate and try new ideas. We're going to get the best leaders and the best people within the clinic. And that's truthfully the essence of what we're trying to do. That's how we build a great team. And that's how we find individuals who want to lead. Each leader will find their strength within the clinic and you'll have the most balanced clinic because everyone puts their strengths forward in the places they are the strongest. When we think about great leaders as a whole, what are they doing? Who are they as a person and how did they make connections? In most cases, leaders are inspiring others, instilling knowledge and empowering others. Leadership comes from being led. Great leaders make great leaders in a feedback cycle that can be healthy and empowering. As an individual within the clinic, if you're looking to lead or you're attracted to leadership, find ways in your clinic to educate others and to educate yourself. Look to developing your soft skills through self-awareness and relationship development skills. There are an enormous list of resources, podcasts, books, blogs, even YouTube videos on various aspects of leadership qualities that you can help to develop within yourself. Dive in and start to explore what feels comfortable and start to explore what feels uncomfortable. Is this an area you need to expand and experiment? Remember, leadership is not about forcing change, having your own way, or even about being heard. Leadership is about listening. It's about guiding, developing, and encouraging. This creates a natural response of others around you to, found, to find you to be a safe place to go to for questions, for more information, or just to be guided. And in turn, this creates a leader within you. Remember, leadership is about strong relationships with what feels good and what feels right. Not just for you, but for those around you. Work to find out more about being a better leader, developing the skills that you need to work on to create and to build your creative and emotional sides 
and work those angles in your mind as much as you work the scientific sides of your brain. Find ways to recognize this in others around you. Find ways to shine light on them, to bring light to what they're doing a great job at, great ideas they're having. If you have to make corrective actions, or if you need to guide someone in a a direction different than the one they're going, make these notions quietly without telling everyone around them that they were needed. Make sure you avoid the gossip stream within work, and honestly, have a gossip stop word that says, you're not going to participate in these types of negative conversations. Leadership isn't about owning anything. It's not about titles or possessions. It's not about an individual role within a clinic. It's about an entire team working together to elevate each other. And from there, outstanding leaders are developed. Owners can be leaders and leaders can be owners, but they're not one and the same. If you truly have a burning desire to lead, consider being someone worth following. In some cases, people find it difficult to know how to be a leader without feeling as though they're being overbearing or pushy. Sometimes they meet resistance on the management or the ownership level within their clinic. This creates a barrier and a frustration for individuals within the clinic. My best advice to veterinary technicians who want to implement new practices or develop themselves as a leader and they find themselves in resistance is to come to these conversations prepared. For most people, they want to know not only the why behind what you're doing, but what it is you're doing and what it will do for them, for the clinic. What's a long-term outcome? Everyone's looking for a dangling carrot for the most part. Doing your research, having scientific backup, having evidence that this will work, that there is a good reason, that this is a best practice, possibly research studies behind the new protocol you want to implement. Being able to come to the table, not just demanding your way, but being prepared to have an educated conversation about why it makes sense, not only shows maturity, but it shows investment in the idea. If other members of the team are behind your idea, Help them come to the table and have a conversation as well. Not just strengthen numbers, but give credit where credit is due. When other good team members have great ideas, make sure they're getting credit for these ideas and coming to the table to contribute. One of the most difficult aspects of becoming a leader, in my opinion, is getting comfortable with conflict. But honestly, I don't see growth and leadership without the ability to address conflict. Now, we always look at conflict as a negative aspect, a negative thing, something nobody wants to be a part of. But the truth of the matter is, is having hard conversations and listening through these conversations are one of the best opportunities we have to grow as a leader and for those of us around us to learn how to deal with conflict because they're witnessing a healthy management system. Again, conflict isn't a matter of calling someone out on the work floor and saying, hey, why did you say that to me? Or what is that about? It's about catching them in a quiet moment, not in the heat of the moment, and having a conversation about what happened. Try to understand how they're feeling. It's important for both people to be calm and reflective and to be in a state of mind where they can listen. Approach the conversation with, hey, I'd like to talk to you about what happened earlier is this a good time for you to have this conversation? Most of the time, people are used to having things discussed behind their back or talking to everyone in the clinic except for the person it happened with. When we get comfortable with healthy confrontation and conflict management, we are able to move head on into a solution much more quickly in a healthier manner. 
The point of these podcasts is to help empower you to find these leadership skills within yourself, and they're not hard changes. Focusing within you, finding ways to elevate those around you and to have better experiences around you are the ways to find leadership within yourself. I'd like to thank everyone so much for taking their time to listen to this podcast and for taking the time to elevate yourself within our profession. For more information, you can find links within the show notes. Thank you so much, Becky. What a fantastic reminder for all of us about the importance of creating an environment that promotes leadership throughout the entire team. Don't forget to check out the other episodes in this series, Leveraging Your Power as a Veterinary Technician. You can find more information on these and other podcasts at vetfolio.com under the education tab. As always, we'd love to hear your input on this podcast, as well as ideas for other topics you'd like to hear me cover in the future. Feel free to reach out to me at dvm at vetfolio.com, as well as on Facebook and LinkedIn at Dr. Cassie. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day.